Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit, Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, You are a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This past week, Christ Lutheran Nursery School had their graduation and end-of-year show for parents. And one of the songs that they sang during the program was one that I had introduced during chapel time. The one that simply goes, Allelu, 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 Alleluia, praise ye the Lord. It's simple, but you make it fun by standing up and sitting down and seeing how fast you can sing it. After the show, one dad came up to me and said, that song you taught them, My girl sings it at home all the time, but she misheard the words. She kept singing, crazy, the Lord. And I tried to tell her it was probably praise, but she insisted. I laughed so hard at this very sweet miscommunication. And then I thought, with it being Trinity Sunday at all, maybe she's got a point. Three in one, one in three, crazy the Lord. 
Or maybe crazy isn't the best word to use, but how strange, wild, absurd, awesome, mysterious, wonderful is the Lord. As Lutherans, we believe in and celebrate the Trinity. We baptize in the name of the triune God. We recite the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, stating our belief in God the Father, in God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. But only once in a while, about one Sunday a year, give or take, do we actually stop and consider the mystery. How can one be three? How can three be one? When I spent my intern year in Montana, twice a week I would go and tell Bible stories and sing songs to preschoolers, like I do here, but more often. It was amazing to work with children this young. Many of the stories and songs that were old and familiar to me were brand new to them. And because everything is new, brand new to a preschooler, they can have some pretty tough questions. Like one day after the story, a boy raised his hand in kind of a half-statement, half-question, and said, most of the time we hear stories about Jesus, but this one was about God. And I thought, okay, this is my moment. This is the time to explain Trinitarian theology to preschoolers. But then I realized that seminary had not prepared me to talk Trinitarian theology with three-year-olds. So I probably said in the moment, well, Jesus is God, just like the Holy Spirit is God. And I probably confused the kid even more. The Holy Trinity is central to our Christian doctrine, and yet it's one of the most difficult things to understand or describe, though many continue to try. It's said that St. Patrick taught the Trinity with a three-leaf clover. There are three distinct leaves, and yet one clover. That's pretty good, but no one leaf is a clover, so it doesn't quite work. And we might try to think of God the way we think of our own roles and relationships. I am mom, I am daughter, I am pastor, just like God is father and son and spirit. But these aren't just names or titles or roles for the same being. It's a, it's a little more distinct than that, right? Every time we try to explain the Trinity, we run into trouble, Words will always fall short. There's no perfect metaphor or image that can capture it. We can come close, but at the end of the day, the math tells us it's impossible. Three can't be one. One can't be three. And yet, with God, it is possible. It's okay to be stumped. In our gospel text for today, Jesus is speaking with Nicodemus. And Nicodemus has questions. He wants to know more about Jesus. He has seen the signs. He knows that Jesus is from God. 
but he wants to know more. And to be fair, Jesus doesn't seem to be helping too much. It's almost like he's speaking in riddles. He proclaims that one must be born from above, born of the Spirit. And when Nicodemus asks for some clarification, Jesus starts talking about wind. Sure, Jesus could have slowed down, painted a better picture, given some sort of example, but he didn't. It's almost as if Jesus wasn't all that concerned about Nicodemus' understanding. Like understanding how it worked wasn't the part that was important to Jesus. One of the great things about being born is that you don't have to understand it. The person being born doesn't have to do much at all. Just be there. Experience it. It's a beginning, a start, and then life goes on from there. Being born into the Spirit, it's the beginning. It doesn't require us to understand God or to work our way up to God or to be able to explain God in simple language. Being born only requires us to be present, to experience God's grace, to be in relationship with God, to be willing to grow in love. Some of my favorite words on the Trinity come from a Presbyterian preacher, Frederick Buchner. He writes, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit means that the mystery beyond us, the mystery among us, and the mystery within us are all the same mystery. In a way, the Trinity is saying something about us and the way we experience God. So instead of trying to explain God, explain Trinity, let's think about how we experience God. I've experienced God in the flesh when I held Madeline for the very first time. When she was taking those first breaths, still being wiped down, so fragile and tiny, this miracle of life. And every once in a while, I still look at her with awe and wonder and think, how did I help create her? I experience God the Spirit in worship. When I hear one of my favorite hymns and I think about all the other moments in my life when I've heard it, how the song keeps returning with its gentle guidance. I experience God when I read, and not just when I read books specifically about the study of God, but whenever I read novels, textbooks, I think about how all of the knowledge in the world comes from God and how everything we experience as individuals are really these universal experiences. It helps me see how connected we all are. How do you experience God? 
Maybe you experience God at this table during this meal of grace when you hear the words that the body of Christ is for you. Maybe you experience God when you protest, when you're fighting for something that you believe is right alongside people who share the same convictions and desire for change. Maybe you've experienced God when you stand by a dying loved one, keeping vigil, recognizing that where you stand is holy ground. Maybe you experience God when you're outdoors, surrounded by trees and sunshine, when you reflect on the beauty and diversity of the world around us. Or maybe you experience God when you offer hospitality or receive an apology, or after having healed from surgery, or serving your neighbor, or praying for others, or finding the courage to do something challenging. There are countless ways to experience God. And these experiences of God are experiences of the Trinity, that mystery beyond us, among us, and in us. On Trinity Sunday, we are invited in to the mystery of God, the mystery of faith. We are invited to experience it, even if we're never able to explain it. We know God not by explaining or containing God with simple words. We know and love God by experiencing God in a multitude of ever-changing ways. That is the gift of Trinity. We are invited in to be born of the Spirit into a new creation, to become the body of Christ, to live in the knowledge of God's love and become vessels of God's creative love in the world. God invites us into the Trinity, making a place for us in the community that is God. It's amazing. May God, creator of the universe, be present in us, renew us, and transform us, that we grow even closer to the Holy magnificent, unexplainable trinity. In the name of God the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.